This is the Multifamily Podcast, your source for the latest information, trends, interviews, tools, and techniques that will help you succeed in the multifamily housing industry. And now, here are Ron Ruiz, the CEO of Apartment SEO, and Ramel Anakin, the president of The Relationship Difference. The Multifamily Podcast starts now. Welcome back to The Multifamily Podcast, friends. I am Ramel Anakin, and this week, Ron and I are continuing our conversation on how to increase employee engagement in the workplace. We hope you enjoy whether it's a team, whether it's a club, whether it's a company, you know, the, the big foundation for people to feel comfortable enough and in that zone to be able to contribute their max potential mm-hmm. is when the environment itself, the culture is a safe and secure environment. You know, I, there's this great story, Ron, and we didn't talk about this, but I forgot um, to mention this, that, you know, Pixar, who makes those great movies. Yeah. And one of the reasons that they kind of came on board is they came on board at the tail end of kind of the Disney renaissance. You remember like when they had yeah. Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast? For sure. So they had the, Disney had this great block of movies. And then towards the end of that, the movie started becoming kind of awful. You know, not as good as Lion King or Aladdin. for sure. They had the lull. Yeah. And what, it, what Pixar realized was when – and at the time, Pixar was a separate company from Disney – is when they looked at how those movies were being made that weren't good, the people who were making it were much more interested about protecting their own turf and not sharing any ideas. Mm. And, and the, idea, the, the, the culture wasn't such that someone could come in and go, I think that's an awful idea for a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should make that. Because it wasn't safe. It wasn't secure. Where at Pixar, one of the things they do, they have something, and I believe it's called the idea table, okay. and they all sit and all of these individual directors or producers, they come in and they pitch an idea. That's awesome. And everybody is part of the process. And so that means the person who says, hey, I think, you know what, would be a great idea. Let's make a movie about cars that talk. Right. And he's got to be prepared for people to go. Got to pitch it. Yeah, that's yeah. a stupid idea. Sure. Or that's a great idea. And so what their focus is. Is everyone being vulnerable and everyone being fearless? That is so huge, yeah. You know, you're, they're putting themselves. So the original idea, the original idea guy is saying, "Okay, I'm, I'm going to share I'm this." In. Yeah. And the other nine or the other people around this table may hate the idea, but I'm going to say it anyway. Right. And then the people on that table feel um, comfortable enough to be able to say, "I love that idea," mm-hmm. or you know what, maybe you should have Larry the Cable Guy be the tow truck or right. whatever, you know that is. And so that's. That's how Pixar ended up making movies like Toy Story, you know. It's so up creative, and, yeah. I mean, amazingly creative yeah, movies creative that tell stories. For sure. Um, but because the culture in that was, no, we're going to make the best product. Right. And, and it was how, safe. Yeah, it was safe. How we do that is we're all connected, we're all engaged, we're all working together. And our goal is the best movie. It's not about protecting my turf. It's not about protecting... My feelings or your or feelings my own necessarily. Agenda. Exactly. Yeah. My resume. My resume. My, you know, <laughs> oh, I want to get this movie made, and I don't care if this idea is really terrible. Right. But we're going to make this. You yeah, know, and they all won. I mean, and they won. So that's a great. That's a great you know, case study yeah. right there. And so I think companies, if you're looking at wanting to increase employee engagement, employee engagement, and you really should again, because you don't want the seventy percent of people who are checked out. Right. I mean, that's that's not a good thing. You have to have that environment to your point of, of you know, what I realize of safety and security, where mm-hmm. people feel that it is safe. It's safe for them to raise up their hand and say, I have an idea or I have a suggestion or, you know, what, I don't know what to do. Right. I, I'm confused about 
about this or I'm having a hard time closing. You know, one of the things for me was... That's a common one. Yeah. I had a... You know, I, I felt uncomfortable Asking telling someone, I don't know what to do because I felt like a moron. And so then I just kind of bumbled along. Yeah. Um, and not performing well, continuing to get yelled at, you know, that kind of thing. And so you have to be, that safety like, and security nice. is huge. But I was oh. <laughs> They like me. Yeah. <laughs> that was the kind of salesperson I was. I yeah. was the nice one. Uh-huh. You know, and so when you have that, I think if you're looking at building engaged culture, it has to be safe and secure. Now, this doesn't mean that everyone sings campfire songs or hang out or nothing like that. You no, know? So, again, I mean, you use you know, the term fearless, which yeah. is a, something or a term yeah. we brought up offline, and that is truly what it is. It's like, you know, be well-founded, you know, have your convictions, yeah. of course, know what you want to contribute, and be fearless in your delivery, mm-hmm. you know, not crazy in the delivery, yeah. but I mean, make sure, like, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to do mm-hmm. the pitch, yeah. like the Pixar, you know, mm-hmm. guys and stuff, and hopefully I get the good feedback, yeah. and if you are in a good environment to that point is, then you should be getting at least productive feedback yeah it may not all be positive mm-hmm. I mean we all have ideas that we think of and you know we're like that'd be great we're gonna be millionaires mm-hmm. and then we realize oh wait that takes money or that takes you know yeah. more time than I have to deliver uh-huh. right now or what have you um, yeah we one of the things that I for us at least and and I'm gonna say this because I in looking at our the uh, listeners here, we have obviously our diverse group. We have sure. our, our C-level people that are running companies and, you know, they have multiple management uh, folks underneath them. We have our site level that are, and I've always said, managing a multi-million dollar business themselves. And so sometimes, you know, what is your culture? Your culture obviously is your corporate culture, the mm-hmm. overall umbrella of who you work for and who signs your paychecks. But I believe, and this is my message today, is you can still make a difference in your environment, even just at the property level. Oh, yeah. Run your business this way, mm-hmm. you know, and have that open forum, have that fearless tactic, have the um, the open door, you know, the, and, and embrace that and ask for that. And to be honest with you, maybe you'll be the one to influence your company culture because now they have a case study. Like, you know what? This manager has taken these meetings and done one-on-ones with their team every Monday, and these are the results. And this is why they're doing much better. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, you know, we want to impact our social media um you know, our, or our likes on social media or our reputation management or something, take something and, you know, have like a task force, encourage people to jump in there, uh, assess their, their value and what they've contributed to it and then sing the praises. Oh know? yeah. And together you'll win, you know? Yeah. But you know, I think in Ron, you, you really hit on a good point though, is those touch points, right? It's the connection. I think that's what it comes down to, you know, that Harvard, uh, article I referenced earlier, you know, when we think of the annual performance review again, if you are only giving feedback to the people you're leading once, one time a year, yeah, that's just not going to work. Mm-mm. You know, number one, we all know this, you know, for, for, for some of you, you may forget what someone did 10 months ago. So oh, trust me, yeah. Yeah. So when now you're, you're saying, on paper, yeah. you're like, wait, what happened what last was week? That? <laughs> You know, um, and and so and here's one of the other things too. How many times have you either been on the receiving end or maybe having to deliver the news of someone saying, "Hey, you're only getting a two percent increase instead of the four percent mm-hmm. increase because you know back in July mm-hmm. when you screwed up on your closing numbers or whatever whatever performance parameters you have, you know th- this 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 and this really hurt you back." nine months ago well that employee who now hears well wait a minute so i'm being docked for something that happened eight nine months ago that you didn't tell me about and now for the next 12 months 
I'm getting yeah. that. Can you imagine telling your seven year old daughter, you're not going to get a Christmas yeah. present this year yeah. because of something you did yeah. in March of Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't build trust. It doesn't, all of a sudden, that's not a safe environment because right. now, and so for if you're a leader, I think one of the things I love, you know, Ron mentioned a few times the one on ones, um, you know, more touch points rather than less is important. And I'm not saying if you're a C-suite person, I'm not saying you have to meet with every single person. No, and it doesn't, don't, yeah, don't overthink you know, it. Yeah, but you know, it might mean that as a community manager, you sit down with your employees once a month over coffee. And it can be informal. Maybe you just do a property walk with your service supervisor. For sure. That's and, your moment. And that's your moment. Right. You know, if you're a regional manager, maybe you have coffee with your managers once a month. For sure. You know, or something like that. Same thing. That's, Maybe you that's do. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And it's just, hey, here's some things that I noticed. Here's what's, here's some really great things I wanted to say that I think are doing well. Here's some, here's some, I love the term, right? Uh, areas for growth mm. or opportunities for growth or whatever that is. Because um, one of the things, and I will just speak for me as a manager, I was the nice guy. Yeah, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. It was awfully hard for me to give feedback. That was negative. I was the Mr. Positive and everyone, okay. everything spinning, is awesome. Yeah. And so for as a manager, for you, some of this might be having to lean in and have the tough conversation with somebody. And maybe it's someone you've been with for five years, ten years. You really like that person. That person just had a baby. That person's going through a tough time. Right. And you don't want to be the one. Yeah, yeah, you know they really need their paycheck like we all do. Right. And so you don't want to have that tough conversation. Part of building a high-performance team, building engagement, is for you to have those tough conversations mm-hmm. and not avoid them. Because, again, if you don't have that tough conversation and now 10 months from now you have to let that person go, the, yeah. you know, it doesn't do you any good. They're going to look person. at you like, really? Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, I'm not working out. One of the things that I was going to add to that would be the idea that you should um, involve them in your business initiatives and set the expectation. To me, honest with you, like that is like that's what I did towards the last part of this year, and it really worked well because I got a lot of receptive uh, ears. And then in the new year, I created, I identified what our goals are. So for the property management side, for example, perhaps you can set, uh, you know, even if it's a manager talking to their team, is hey guys, just so you know, I just got my 2016 budget, and these are the performance goals that we have mm-hmm. we have yeah. you know, operative word we because <laughs> yes. at the end of the day yes while you're the leader mm-hmm. you do you are everybody is yeah. going to help you achieve that goal let's be honest and so if you said we have to you know achieve a 6.9 percent average rent increase consistently across the year how we're going to do that is in my opinion is x y and z does anybody else have any suggestions on how we could yeah. make sure we impact that obviously and then it could you know, when you talk to your maintenance supervisor, maybe talk about your the curb appeal. Maybe talk about you know the, what people are going to see in the on the onset. Talk about retention. Talk about renewals and things like that. How would you coach your mm-hmm. your residents into signing that kind of rent increase? You know, and so setting the expectation up front and then being able to use that to be the measurement tool mm-hmm. is the easiest way yeah. to do these one on ones. To be honest with you, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a really great point because then they're part of the conversation. For sure. You know, and again, the old old model which did work and I understand this and it doesn't mean that there's not there wasn't value to that but the old model of I say jump you say how high just yeah. isn't going to work that doesn't work anymore as much as when I was a manager that's how I wanted to navigate don't get me wrong I wanted to go listen I told you you need to be here at this time just be right. here at this time I mean there's no doubt that that definitely still has to yeah. exist because yeah. you're there's the buck <clears throat> stop somewhere yeah. yeah but how you can do it consistently and get yeah. the reception you need and that teamwork yeah mm-hmm. you got to kind of throw a little dash of some sweetness to it. You, the, the, you do, you do. And especially now, and I know we... And the attaboys actually help with that. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. do. You know, And I think when you have those attaboys, 
um, and you have the positive feedback, it makes them more receptive when you have to give the negative feedback or the, the mm-hmm. challenging feedback. Because it shows you're fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then people ultimately, most people want to do well. Mm-hmm. They want to perform well. You know, most people don't want to be that guy or that girl mm-hmm. who's just always at the bottom of the performance. You know, if you watch uh, Dance Moms or something, no one wants to be the, the bottom of the pyramid on Abby Lee's pyramid, you know? <laughs> Can you tell my, my, my wife watches that? Uh, we do a lot of, like, shares, too. When we have yeah. big wins, even if it's not, like, I mean, to me, every win is a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, I share it amongst everybody. And I say, join me in congratulating <clears throat> so-and-so for achieve, helping us yeah. achieve this, you know, mm-hmm. benchmark or this type of sale or getting the attention of this, you know, uh, client. So those are, you know, and the team truly gets out there. And it kind of is like, you know, it's a motivating factor, I hope. And obviously, I, you know, I hope that everybody can be part of the, those subject matters on the emails and yeah. everybody gets their chance of being congratulated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a good thing is to just keep that environment like, hey, we are doing this together as a team. Yeah. That engagement's huge. Mm-hmm. And those are the kinds of things, little things and big things that, that help. Because one of the things I, I think um, that, that people make the mistake on is is almost thinking like if you give too much praise too often that that creates the entitlement effect and while there's some truth to that and so obviously you don't want to blow smoke up you know someone's you know where Mm -hmm. uh if they don't deserve it but at the same time if someone is deserving of recognition it's not a bad thing you know and and, um and it and, and especially when you're dealing with with millennials it's just more of their normal. And so while you might want to be the one to change an entire generation's mindset, you might not be. Good luck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then the question is, so what do you do with that information? You don't have to like it. You don't mm-hmm. have to agree with it. But if you have a generation of people who might need a little bit more feedback that's positive than maybe previous generation of workers, what does it hurt to go and do that if you get the desired results, if you get the leases you want, if you get the occupancy you want? You know, um, sure. That's that's my take on that. I definitely think that, um, yeah. That, I mean, you don't want to have that sense of entitlement, it, but it definitely the intention behind it should be yeah. more of like you know, as a group environment to yeah. to embrace the mm-hmm. the win. Because I think that that's what this all comes down to. Even the new generation is it's more about like what is what is my personal contribution mm-hmm. to it. I need to I need to know. I need to be yeah. you know, I need to, that to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. But also, like, how are we working as a team together? Because yes. I think the sense of entitlement could come that they're so, like, m- being the most, the biggest contributor to the group. And it's like, no, no, no. There are others, too, that are doing this as well. So <laughs> together, we're going to win, yeah. you know. And yeah. and sometimes if you need to put yourself against, like, why does that person keep getting so much attention? Well, because they're they're knocking it out of the park, yeah. you know. If that's what you want to do, too, in your environment, then do it. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody hold you back. And one of the last things that I, I mean, not last things, but one of the things that comes to mind in this uh, topic is be that change you want to see. Oh, that's Bottom good. line. And if your environment doesn't support it, then maybe you do mm-hmm. need to move on. Yeah. And that is that is the black and white of this. Yeah. It really is. Because I think, you you know, we each, I mean, look at us as independent business owners and having the employee conver- or stories that we've mm-hmm. shared, right? We could have easily been discouraged just in that environment. Oh, yeah. Had you stayed yeah. as a leasing agent, not getting the recognition that you thought you deserved and realizing, okay, I got to work on myself a yeah. little bit more, kick my own butt. And then, then you got promoted, promoted, promoted. And now you're speaking to our industry, you yeah. know, across the country. So, 
imagine if you had stayed in that that lull and and yeah. or just accepted that kind of feedback. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to empower the people that maybe have had a bad uh, uh, review recently or something, l- look at it fully transparent. I mean, take ownership for what Absolutely. parts you have, but yeah. also identify, am I in the right environment to nurture the kind of person I am? And you also have to be very on point with yourself and look yourself in the mirror and say, but on the same token, have I allowed this environment to affect my performance? If the answer is yes, then you need to do one of two things. You need to make a change no matter mm-hmm. what. Change you or change yeah. the environment. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, one of the, the turning points was while I wasn't happy with that review, there was, again, a tremendous amount of truth for in sure. that review. The company wasn't changing. Right. I had to change. Right. I actually had to dance a little bit. I had to show that I really wanted to yeah. do well and that I was invested and that I was... Um, willing to to get uncomfortable and risk and and that kind of stuff and it helped you know and then you know seven eight months later i was a customer care manager of the company just because Mm -hmm. i started making some shifts with that and so it is huge so when we talk about employee engagement that that's not just you know leaders creating an environment for their employees but i love what you mentioned Bron, is that it's also you know as you as an employee taking taking responsibility for your side of the street, right? Of your, this is this is your responsibility. So, like you said, if you're a community manager, and you know the person above you in the chain isn't terribly engaging, you can't change the person above you. But you can be a really engaged leader. You can have those one-on-ones that Ron was talking about. You can you can be involved with the people you manage and let the other people worry about what's going on around you. Right. You know, and then like I love that you mentioned that, Ron. That it's like, hey, you can be the change that. That you want to be, you know, that's huge. I think because the reason why I bring that, I mean, it's it's a saying out there and it's kind of cliche-ish, but it is truly at the end all be all to releasing yourself too. Sometimes I think that we could easily, you know, everybody likes the negative, they say, um, we could get stuck in that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the company this and the company that, and oh my God, they don't recognize me. Well, are you recognizable? Oh, yeah. You know? So it's a dual ownership. I mean, I'm, again, I'm speaking as an employee and as an employer. Mm-hmm. I look for that kind of stuff yeah. as an employer is the people that are like, you know, getting my attention. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be honest, you got to like jump up right in front of me and almost high five me in the face yeah. to get my attention because I'm moving so fast. But um, those are the ones that I am immediately, you know, the squeaky wheel, if mm-hmm. you will, you know. It's so interesting with that because I was the employee that didn't jump up and down. Mm-hmm. I was the guy that just said, well, if I just do my job well, someone's going to notice me. And it didn't happen. <laughs> well, and know? eventually it may, but yeah. maybe it's not on your time. Yeah. Because you you're know? also looking at the clock like, hello, yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and so it, it was this this turning point when I said, I've got to take responsibility for my career here. Like, this is not all being ignored. This is not all someone mm-hmm. else's problem. Like, this is my deal. For sure. And, and especially the more that I train and the more that I speak around the country and I do stuff and I and I'm working with companies and I hear this like what I can I see that kind of um I see the attitude of the problem is my boss the problem is my company the problem is this and I can spot that a mile away because that was me and so now I jump in and I go whoa guys I want you to hear something you you have to take responsibility for your stuff and that might mean that like Ron mentioned you jump up and down and and you make sure that, number one, you perform well, mm-hmm. that you're hitting your numbers, that you're doing, you know, if you look at your job description, I don't know, you might want to make sure you are doing what you're supposed to do. Right. And then it might mean that you got to lean in, get uncomfortable, start taking some risks, maybe sharing in a meeting or offering suggestions, even if someone is going to look at you and go, 
are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You know, now be, be smart about it, okay? Sure. I mean, but you know, those are those are the things here as part of as we talk about engagement and satisfaction and whether it's creating an environment or being a part of an environment, you know, that um, is way, free you to think about. It. Absolutely, you really can. You so, can create the yeah. outcome. So, Ron, last couple big big points that you'd want listeners to kind of take away from this this whole idea of employee engagement and, and performance and things to consider? Um, I would definitely say that no matter who you are in your organization, you need to be able to listen. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we brought that up earlier. Um, listening on both sides. You have to listen to your leaders. You have to listen. Because at the end of the day, the assumption here is that you have chosen to work there, right? So you need to listen <laughs> to what their vision is. And, mm-hmm. and hopefully they do share it. And as a leader, you need to listen to your employees. Mm-hmm. You need to set the expectations, of course, like I mentioned earlier. But you really need to listen to them as well. I think I've always said this, actually, uh, the, the more that I grew in the industry, is if you listen to your frontline in particular... Those are the ones that can really give you some great feedback about your own darn company, whether mm-hmm. you know it or not, or, or yeah. oblivious to it. And the higher you go in elevation to 30,000 feet, sometimes you do need to touch ground again and identify what is uh, what are the potential issues and or what's making your business uh, roll. The other thing is I believe that it's important to measure your impact every day. You Friends, should just do it for self-satisfaction. Time as Ron and I continue our Both sides. How impactful are you as a leader? Because we got to look at ourselves, too. You've like, been listening maybe to I'm the Multifamily Podcast. I have an open to door learn more about Romel Anakin, and I, visit relationshipdifference.com. For more information about Ron Louise, visit apartmentseo.com. And join us next time for the next episode of The Multifamily Podcast. Measure your contribution. Oh, that's good. So those are my things that I, I just yeah. I, I try to do both sides. You know, as an employee, how would I feel? Mm-hmm. How would it feel when I didn't have the boss's attention? Yeah. You know, so as a boss, am I making myself available? And that's I'll mm-hmm. be honest with you. I mean, to the whole public and everybody listening to the you know fifty nine thousand three hundred twenty two listeners we have, I'm going to tell you that I'm not always uh, accessible, yeah. and that's probably the biggest thing in, that I'm working on right now as we speak to make sure for every single person in my organization. It's not as big as half of them mm-hmm. out there. Um, I'm available. Huge. Mm-hmm. That's good. Those are my little feedbacks. Nice. You know, and for me, I would just say number one that you you know really is as a leader, you just want to be cognizant of the need to connect mm-hmm. and engage. If you want to increase employee engagement, that means that the employees have to connect mm-hmm. with somebody. For sure. They have to connect with. So if you're a leader and you have your direct reports under you, then those people need to be able to connect with you. For sure. Um, and so just being cognizant of that, you know, uh, of doing that. And then doing what you can to create a safe environment where where people feel free to, to be who they are, to, to share their thoughts and, 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 and risk. Because it's, it's – um, uh, Brene Brown uses a term that she calls disruptive engagement. And she says the, the, mm-hmm. the, the companies that are growing are the ones that have this disruptive engagement. And it just means that all the time things are shifting and moving and everyone's Heck a part yeah. of this. And uh, so that would be for me just to encourage you, you know, to do that. Because it's as much as we want to think that business is all about dollars and cents and just money and stats and data, it's, it's about people. And people are messy. Mm-hmm. They are awesome. They are frustrating. They are complicated, and that's just in our families, right? right. You know, it's not yeah. even including, you know, I mean, at work. And 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 now we all got to come together from eight to five, and figure out a way to work together towards a common purpose and a common goal. And it's tough. And but so, but the the successful organizations are the ones that have a dedication to engagement and to connection. 
you know, because, oh, whoops, I, that was me, sorry. Um, you know, because what they're doing is, because what you really want to do is unleash the power of your employees. Your employees, most of them have some really good ideas. The ones who don't, you know, maybe they need to not, they're not there anymore. <laughs> think, think of Pixar. I'm going to continue to think of Pixar. Yeah, right the now. Pixar example. I mean, it really is. You know, you just want to unleash the power of your employees so that they can do their job. And then if you're a leader, you can do yours. So you're not doing the job of 2,000 people in the organization. You can just do yours. Amen. You know? Yeah. And so, and so with that, guys, we, we're, we're pretty sure we're going to keep coming back in this topic for over sure. and over and, and over, over again. again. Uh, if you have any comments or questions or anything on this one, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and any topics that you want to discuss, Absolutely. too. I mean, we love doing the research and finding out. Yeah. And as we mentioned it in the uh, intro is, you know, the relationship difference. How do you make that difference yeah. for anything we do? Absolutely. So thank you for listening for, for Ron Ruiz. And Ramel Anakan. Anyone can. <laughs> I love it. Listen again. And we'll see you guys soon. You've been listening to the Multifamily Podcast. To learn more about Romel Anakin, visit RelationshipDifference.com. For more information about Ron Ruiz, visit ApartmentSEO.com. And join us next time for the next episode of the Multifamily Podcast.